Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hola, hola, hola. I switched it up on y'all, huh? <laughs> it's me, Tiffany, the budgetista. No, hey, Mandra. No entiendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to do this the, the whole show in my terrible Spanish. No, we're not. I would never do that to you guys. In Espanol. <laughs> I could use the practice, to be honest. My mother, my mother-in-law came to visit this weekend, and she was so annoyed that my dog didn't understand her Spanish commands. And she's oh. like... <laughs> She's like, Molly, te voy a enseñar español. I'm like, okay, Myra, you can teach her español when you're, you know, giving us free childcare for the next year. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, speaking of Molly, there is this awesome IG account um, about the little, like a dog. Oh, I wish I could remember the name of the IG account. Let me see if I can remember it. It's like this little dog. This woman is a speech therapist, and she has taught her dog how to use these buttons. And each button has a word that's like beach, outside water happy i saw that it's so it's so silly looking i've seen it yeah have you seen it i love it you don't love it i don't think that dog knows what it's saying <laughs> i would like a treat right now and also to go outside it's creepy i don't know no i love it the dog is like outside outside door open i'm like oh i think the dog knows what he's asking dogs are smart they are but it's also like how you think you ever get, you just like sit there and you think about all the things that your husband or your boyfriend's thinking about. And then you like, they you actually ask them, what are you thinking about? And it's like, never what you thought they were like, it's, <laughs> I don't know, a sandwich, like <laughs> what I'm going to do after work, you know, it's something very simple. I feel like dogs are like that. <laughs> well, I feel like that dog, honestly, mostly it's like outside, outside, outside. <laughs> the dog, Treat. the dog, Treat. exactly. The dog's like, I just want to go outside now, but Anything new happening in your neck of the woods? Oh, you know, winding down. I have a couple of weeks left at the office. And of course, all the things are happening happening in the last two weeks. But I have a transition plan in place. I got my – I have so many to-do lists that I'm just like having a hell of a time just like checking everything off. And I feel fairly – I feel a lot more prepared this week than I did last week. I feel very good that baby boy has given me this time to get my act together. Um, but yeah, just, just preparing for whatever comes next. Thank you to the listeners who chimed in. I got like maybe 10 emails from people who told me childbirthing, childbirth classes were a waste of time. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But, um, my anxious self. So what ended up happening? So I actually, even though I wanted to, I thought it would be good to take a workshop on 
you know, labor and what all happens or whatever. I've read so much, like so many books and so many online articles about it, like the technical part of it I get, um, but I still thought it'd be helpful. But these classes sold out. Even I didn't even get a chance to spend the $300 because they were all just booked in my area. Wow. But what I did is I mentioned it. I went to the doctor and I was just kind of griping about it to my to my OB. And she said, oh, well, we have a midwife here in the practice who does classes and she makes house calls. So let me, you know, connect you to Lucy. So look at little Miss Lucy from Scotland, who's been a midwife for like 30 years, works at this, works at my office's practice. And she came to our house and did like a two hour session with us, not on childbirth, because I, she quickly realized I get the mechanics of it. I know what could go wrong. I know, I know too much about what could go wrong. (laughs) But what she did was like go over strategies on what I can do at home without having to go to the hospital, like basically how to labor at home and how to, I don't know, not freak out and go so early that you have to be sent back home and stuff. Yeah. Um, And it was only a hundred bucks. That's awesome. Look how, look at God. Look at God. (laughs) I mean, God, but yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome though. It was helpful. I feel a lot, I feel a lot better. And then we did a class on, um. We did, I didn't end up getting into a class on infant CPR and like choking. Yeah. Because one of my husband's coworkers there, it's so, so sad. I mean, you always, once in a while you hear the story of a toddler or someone who, or, or a child who chokes on food and dies. And that's like one of my biggest fears. I don't know any, I've never been trained in CPR or at the Heimlich or anything like that. So we took this class actually at this yoga studio where I take my prenatal yoga and it had every, it even had like the the digital babies that, yeah. you know, that tell That's you good. when you're, you know, when you're breathing too, when you're like pushing their chest too hard or, you know, whatever. So learned a lot of good info there. And that was like a hundred bucks too. So, you know, I'm trying to be prepared. I'm just, I don't know when you have all this time to think about things, you have time to think about all the things you don't know and all the things that can go wrong. So I'm feeling these things make me feel better. Yeah, no, this about. is good. I think that's great. I mean, but I, I took like infant and like, child CPR just because as a preschool teacher we had we had to and I thought it was like you know it was but it's been so many years so I wouldn't even I mean some basic things I remember but obviously not like super great with my memory um so no I think that's honestly that's honestly excellent and the fact that you had like one-on-one um your midwife come I thought that's amazing because I'm sure it helped you to be like okay I can erase at least some of these fears or at least you have some techniques to help yeah, I have a big yoga ball now. I'm just going to sit on the yoga ball and like be zen. And and my husband also knows what he can do to help cuz you know. Okay. He cuz I think that's like someone had written in and said that childbirth class was a waste of time for her because like me she did all the research cuz she'd been thinking about it for 9 months like I have. But for her husband cuz it's like the dad, I don't know. They I hate to be heteronormative, sorry. Um if you have a male partner it's harder for them to imagine themselves in that role. So the classes can be helpful for them. Mm. And I think for him, like it was really helpful because he, she was even coaching him on what words to say to me and what, what things not to say to me. <laughs> like there's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole section in her handout on like what not to say. And here's how you can actually encourage your partner when they're, you know, pushing out this watermelon from their <laughs> nether region. Um, I know. So. That's hilarious. It's like, you can do it. Shut up. <laughs> the part when she was coaching me on how to massage my breast to, you know, stimulate uh, milk production, he was a little awkward mm-hmm. during that. But I know. He was like, uh, he should know. I know. <laughs> oh, 
it's like you're touching yourself in front of this woman. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> no, she, the problem was that Lucy was touching her. Like she was demonstrating on her own body. Uh, <laughs> I was like, ooh, like, Lucy. No. Okay. Lucy, what are you doing out there, Lucy? You want some wine? <laughs> oh, I can't No, wait. that's awesome, though. Speaking oh, of wine. look at Mandy. She is red D. I'm going to have the biggest glass of wine when I'm done. Cannot wait. <laughs> Are you going to be able to? Because you're breastfeeding, right? Are you breastfeeding? I mean, I'll try it out and see if it works. But you can like, there's, you can drink. <laughs> you just, it's just like, you know, I've read, you have to like, you know, space it out over time. I'm not going to binge, but I believe me, I want a glass of champagne as soon as this kid comes out. <laughs> and plus, do you do this thing where, I remember Drina used to call it like, it's a uh, pump and dump. Yeah. Um, like she can only like Drina's like used like it's like coffee it's like her thing but you know so she was allowed to have you know I forget what what amount at a certain time that she would pump sometimes dump and then that way you know her kid would be all hyped up on coffee. <laughs> like, I mean I don't want to spend the whole show talking about my breast milk but, yeah, but- <laughs> the breast breastfeeding is so hard to do I'll feel blessed if I can do it well like if I can pull it off and actually successfully breastfeed but like once if you ha- if you struggle with it. It's like, how could you throw it out? Like, it's liquid gold. You work so hard for it. Any moms out there who struggle with breastfeeding, I, I spent, like, time talking. This was a whole baby weekend for me. I went and visited a girlfriend of mine who just had a baby, and she struggled with breastfeeding. And she was, like, she she had literally um, – she was she worked so hard to get, like, the four ounces or whatever it was of breast milk, and she dropped it on the floor. And she was, like, and that was my first time I cried overspilled milk and I'm like oh. that expression doesn't make you of course you're gonna spry, you know cry over spilled milk because you like blood sweat and tears and you know bleeding nipples like that's what it took to get that milk um so respect to any breastfeeding moms out there who've done it um I'm gonna see how it goes I'm not if it doesn't go well whatever I was a powder formula kid I'll be my, my kid will be fine yeah. we'll, no we'll feed like it. my my um yeah I don't think my I don't think my mom breastfed any of us. I know she didn't breast, breastfeed Lisa because um, I was like old enough to like, you know, watch. But I don't think she breastfed any of us, although she did have a natural birth with all of us, which I'm like, five kids? She said it wasn't until like Lisa that she felt confident because back then epidurals were, they weren't like how they are now where it's like safe. And so she was like, nah, she passed. And then by the time Lisa came around, it was she, Lisa was much younger than me. They were safe. And but by the time she asked for one, it was too late. And she's like, Are you kidding me? So can you imagine <laughs> five natural births? I'm like, Oh, Sylvia, you are a soldier. Bless. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, well, what made you want to have the next one after the first one? She's like, I know. She said, You forget. <laughs> you forget. That's that's the key. <laughs> no, this is awesome though. I mean, your body is literally primed and built to this. Like, you know, it's like that's what it's created for. Women have been doing this in fields and in factories at home and hospitals so your body's like yes girl this is what we made for girl so i'm uh, that's awesome i hope that's what she says when it is time but what about you what's happening in in your world um so i don't know so i'm rounding up like it's just such we're like wrapping up the year for like you know at work um it's so like chill at home it's nice because for the last two years i feel like it's been house 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 and then it was like, we're in here now, decorate, decorate, decorate. And then, but for the last couple of weeks, it's been like, because once my birthday hit, we were basically done decorating. Um, You know, little things here and there, but nothing like no overhauling. So it's been pretty chill. It's been chill at the Budgetista, although we are doing like a, we're doing, we're going to be giving away a 14 day free pass as like a gift 
um, this month to, um, to folks who want to try out the literature challenge, the literature Academy. Um, so there's a little bit of hecticness there, but not, not so much on my end. Um, but yeah, it's been actually pretty chill. I'm working on wrapping up Molly Moore, wrapping up financial wholeness, my, uh, my book that I'm writing. And, um, that's like just a regular book for, for adults, but yeah, it's it's been nice not to have not to feel so frantic like I normally do at the end of the year. I'm sure it's coming, but for now I'm enjoying just relaxing. Do you know what the literature challenge is going to be this year or 2020? Um, yeah, I decided to take a break and say I'm going to do the literature challenge, but we're going to do the savings edition again. Oh, um, taking it back where it all began. Yeah. <laughs> and so, well, the first one was the fundamental. So the savings edition was the second book, was the second challenge. I said, you know what? The team deserves a break. We have so much going on. Let's just revive the um, the savings edition. And so that's what we're going to do collectively. Because I feel like that's that's probably one of the biggest things that folks have been asking. Like, they wanted to go back to the basics. But I do know for 2021, we're going to have the investing edition. Um, but at least for now, like, you know, going back to the basics. So, yeah, it'll be nice to revisit. Okay. So you guys will get more info about that if you want to do. If you've never done a literature challenge, it's an awesome experience. It's just... It's one of my free online uh, courses that I give away every new year. Um, but what makes it special about doing it in the new year is that like thousands of us do it together collectively. So you can keep on track and it's just fun because we, we meet online, we do it together collectively, we work through all the homework together. It's totally free. It's just my, my, my give back um, to, to folks who are wanting to get on financial track, but you know, maybe just don't have the assistance or the resources. So yeah, I did one with, we did, me and Mandy did one before, Mag, well, is Magnify Money still considered Magnify Money or is it considered Lending Tree? Oh, we, no, Magnify Money still exists. It's just, um, uh, you know, under the umbrella of Lending Tree. Yeah, so I think, um, I think, I don't know that, we didn't do the savings edition together. I think that Magnify Money was a credit edition. I don't remember. Yes, I remember, yes, yes credit building. A, yep. Mm-hmm. So that one was a fun one. Um, but yeah, so. That's it. Honestly, it's pretty like, like I said, it's super chill, which is nice, which means that something crazy is going to happen later. So I've learned the big lesson that I'm learning is that if I'm not in a rush, don't rush. And I tell the team, if we're not launching, don't be in launch mode that when you get a moment to chill, chill, because, you know, these moments don't last forever. I am like such a fan of and I think this comes with experience. Like you're at a point where you're like, sometimes there's just value in slowing the hell down. Mm hmm. And like not always reaching for the next biggest thing. And especially at this job in the last few years, I'm so used to every three months, there's a huge project and there's a bigger one and there's a bigger one. And I would, I would like a lot of my own self-worth as a professional was based on the fact that I could, I could rise to these challenges. But in the last year, it's like we agreed, okay, we proved we can do some crazy stuff, but like we also almost killed ourselves several times. Yes, so yes. <laughs> how about we take our time, do less, better. Um, has been the motto for this year. And we just got like, of course, two weeks before I'm I'm due to leave, we just kind of got this big project dropped in our laps um, this week. And I am just like, look at Mandy in 2019 versus Mandy in 2018. (laughs) Who would have been like, yes, I can do this immediately. Now I'm like, so let's take the month of December to think about this. Mm, I love it. And, you know, maybe we'll reassess in January or you guys will because I ain't going to be here. Yes, that's Uh, what I'm talking about. And also, yeah. too, you planted so many seeds. I was just saying, like, so many random amazing things have been happening. Like, I was, like, out eating and like, the, I don't know, some district attorney of something or, and then another woman, another 
head of something for the Department of Education. She's like, hey, these two separate women at two separate occasions came up to me while I was out eating out because that's my thing now. And um, they were like, hey, email me. I'd love to work with you. I remember one woman, I was like, oh, in what capacity? She's like, I don't know, do the thing that you do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that budget needs to thing. I was like, okay. And then like today I just had this awesome call with like this production company of a very, very, very well-known person. Like if I said her name, you'd be like, oh my God. And I'm like, and she called me. I, I call, I, well, I called to speak to her about this other project that I'm working on. Well, she like, uh, we just got connected via a mutual person and they were like, oh, I think she'd be great. And I was like, okay. And so as I'm talking, she's like, what about you? I would love to do a show about you with you. And I'm like, what? That That's not even okay. And it was just so crazy. But I, I say all that to say it's because of seeds planted and the reason why you are able to say, hey, I could take this time off and we can move more slowly and more deliberately is because you have planted so many seeds that the harvest is so full that you can say, you know what, I'm good on corn right now. You know what, I actually leave the tomatoes, you know, but but that's only from seeds planted. And I was just really thinking and reflecting on that, that, you know, me and you are both beasts. I mean, I know people hear me because I'm so silly, whatever, but yo, I'm a beast. Like I work really hard. and And as a result now, of 10 years of damn near killing myself, which I don't recommend, um, I can say I'm reaping all of these, you know, reaping all of the rewards of that, even though I feel slightly lazy. I guess I call it Tiffany lazy, where I'm not like killing myself like I normally do. And I'm like, wow, all these opportunities. And it's not, it's because of seeds planted. So I think like, that's like a huge thing that I'm really just soaking up that, you know, that sometimes I wasn't allowing myself to reap what I was sowing. I was just sowing constantly. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's okay to take a break and say, hey, this good thing is happening. And I don't have to kill myself for it because I've already put in the work. Yeah, I mean, that is the story people should hear. People who are out there grinding right now, working on your own business or working for other people, like eventually you will get to a place where you, you want to take a step back and acknowledge, look how far you've come. And how, like, what do you want to do next? How how will you do things differently moving forward? How will you think more intentionally about what you do? Because yeah. you don't have to hustle as hard anymore. Yeah. Because honestly, yeah. I want to leave space for a baby. I want to leave space for, like, a kid where I don't want to be an absentee mom. Because even as she was saying, like, oh, you know, I could see you with the show. Ah. Which is so crazy for me to be like, yeah, I got offered a show by some major production company. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't, I... I don't, I want, I want that I'm leaving space in my life to be like really present. Like my parents were really present. You know, Jarrell's a really present dad. I don't want to be, you know, the budget nista to my kid, you know, I want to be here, you know, and, um, you know, I, I worked on our finances in such a way that I don't have to do extra stuff to make sure we're supported. Um, so you know, unless it's like, I guess, professionally fulfilling, I don't necessarily have to do anything new. Um, but yeah, it's just more important than anything else right now to me. It's really just like where I stand with family and friends and just like, you know, that, that's what I've really been reflecting on. Like, huh, even though it's so crazy, cause not like I'm 80, but I'm just like, how do I want my life to go? I want to spend more time with people. I want to be here more. I, I mean, if you follow me on social, I don't travel not even one, one quarter of the percentage of what I used to do before. I'm rarely on a plane now. Um, well, I can't because of IVF anyway, but it slowed me down on purpose and it's like, okay, this is good. I really like being home 
you know, and or if I am going to go someplace, I'd rather go someplace on vacation versus another trip to speak at another place. Um, so, yeah, it's like a, it's just such a good, like, chill time, although there is this underlying Tiffany that does. I, I like working, actually, you know, but I'm I'm just more intentional of what it looks like and creating things that I would I like the work to do it. But then when I don't do the work, I don't have to suffer for it financially or anything like that, that I can say, ah, I don't feel like putting in the work this weekend. And it doesn't it doesn't affect the team or or like our standing financially in any kind of way. But, yeah, it's just like a really good, like reflective time. I love it. And the happier you are with your, the choices you're making, the happier mom you're going to be. And that's a gift to a child. Yeah. You know, Aww. look at us. I know. Mature. <laughs> <We've grown up. laughs> I really feel like we've grown up with the show, right? Because remember oh, the first God. time we were like, for those of you who have not listened to like earlier episodes, I remember one of my first questions was like, should I buy pack panties still? And Mandy's like, are you kidding me? Girl, get the real <laughs> underwear. And now look at us. <laughs> From pack panties to hospital panties, post postpartum panties. <laughs> well, you know, that's the title of your memoir. I'll come up with my own. <laughs> but yeah, generally. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. I know we've got some amazing questions from our amazing listeners. Um, it's questions time. Do you want to remind folks how they can send us questions, Tiff? Put you on the spot. Ah, see if you, um, you could go to brownandpatientpodcast.com. Very good. Click ask anything. You got um, it. You could also email us at the BA. I'll stop you right there. Brown Ambition Podcast. I knew she was going to lose it. Brown Ambition Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you are the youths or not the youths on Instagram, hit us up on Instagram at Brown Ambition Podcast. You can send us a direct message. And yes, I do check and read all your messages and they're just lovely. So thank you guys. All right. Real quick before we start, someone literally just messaged me. Her name is Tiffy Boo 35. Okay, Tiffany, where's my Brown Ambition? I listen to you guys every week. Sending light and love to you and Mandy. I'm all caught up on the episodes. I can't wait for the next one. My name is Tiffany as well. Well, I know that Tiffy Boo because that's your name on IG. So Tiffy Boo, this is for you. So I just wanted to share. They literally just came in just now. We're back, Tiffy Boo, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday. All right. Let's take a question from the gram. Let's see. From listener Brenda. She says, thank you so much for the podcast. You're both amazing. 
I really feel for Miss for, for Brenda and, and her question. She's another in her mid twenties, kind of struggling to find her place. So here's what she says. My issue is something I have to deal with within myself, but I'm hoping you guys can give me some direction. I'm 25 years old and I live in South Florida. I feel as though my career path is in shambles. I earned a degree in marketing and a minor in hospitality management, but my experience is all over the place from sales to acquisition. I've done a lot. I'm extremely disappointed in myself because I feel like I can't clearly and precisely say what it is that I'd like to do. This has taken a major toll on my confidence and emotions as I feel as though I should know what I want to do by now. I feel as though I don't know where to start. I'm not sure if you can help, but I'd love to hear what you have to say. Thank you. Oh, Miss Brenda. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm around, how, how old is Miss Brenda? 25, she says. Oh. Oh. Girl! I mean, honestly, you should have it figured out by now. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> when I was why, 25? Why not, why? <laughs> Girl, I was literally just moving out. Like, I'm thinking, like, Miss Brenda's like, ah, I'm 55. And, I don't, and even then, if you were 55, I'd be like, I mean, and you're human. First one, you're super young. I know it doesn't feel like it because I know at 25, I didn't feel super young. I felt like I should have the world already figured out. But you are. You are super duper duper young. So it's normal not to know. Honestly, I mean, I barely know sometimes. <laughs> like, um, So that's normal. And, you know, I don't know how much experience, like I'm, I'm assuming uh, she said she went to school, right? Yep. So she'd studied marketing and hospitality management and she's 25. So let's say she's been out of school for a few years, but she's worked jobs that are kind of all over the map. She says sales, then acquisitions. She doesn't really know which direction she wants to go in. I think that this is the right time to decide. I actually told uh, our, our editorial assistant here who graduated, what, two years ago, a year and a half ago, and this was kind of her first real job. I was like, girl, if you're still here in two years, I'm gonna kick you out. Because I think this is a good job for you to have as an assistant where you're kind of figuring out what your next steps are, but you should be thinking about your next steps. But So by the time you're in your mid-20s, you're sort of ready to go in the next direction. You're just at that space where you you need to kind of take a step somewhere, hopefully, in the right direction. So I would I, what I'd recommend is take a look at what – like sit down and really think about the jobs that you've had in the last few years – what you studied, what you, what really makes you happiest, like what part of those jobs did you find most fulfilling and mm-hmm. then try to seek out opportunities that would give you more of that and just kind of follow that good feeling. And hopefully that yes. good feeling comes with money <laughs> and a salary, but follow that and that will lead you where you ultimately want to end up. I love that. Follow that good feeling. I just, I just I don't know that there's any, any better advice than that to follow that good feeling. I mean, it's got to be your gut. It can't be what you think you should. Cause I, f- I almost feel like if you were being honest, you would be thinking what you, I, I feel like you're in a place where you're thinking I should be this. Mm-hmm. I should be that. I should have my own, you studied hospitality. You should have, you're probably thinking I should have my own hotel by now. Um, that's just not going to do you any good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you focus, if you think about where you think you should be like what, Maybe you think about where you want to end up, but like, what is the next step to get there? And it can't be, you can't go zero to a hundred immediately. You have to like acknowledge to yourself, it's not going to be an immediate, uh, you know, express elevator ride to the top. Yeah. I mean, and also too, like uh, to, to, to kind of like just add to that, one of the things that helped me to kind of like figure out the niche that I wanted to go into is I did a lot of volunteering because it helped to like 
kind of solidify like, oh, I actually do really like teaching or I do really like, I mean, you know, like, and I don't know what that would look like in, in corporate or whatever, but that helped to, because I, volunteering helps to strip away all that other stuff. Like it helps to strip away what I'm worried about making. It helps to strip away what I'm worried about people saying, because with volunteering, you're just giving of yourself. And what I found was that I actually really did enjoy teaching. I really did enjoy teaching financial education. But that that came from like stripping away all these other expectations. And and that helped significantly for me to figure out what I wanted to do with myself. And be kind to yourself. I love that you asked this question. But, you know, you're you may have another like you may you may figure it out for now. And then when you turn 30, have this have the next kind of inflection point where you're like, okay, where do I want to go now? I think everyone's got second, third, fourth, fifth acts in their life. I'm, you know, in my early 30s now, and I'm thinking about what I want the next five, 10 years to be like, it never ends, you just have to get get comfortable with like reinventing yourself and being open to not having a, a clear life map all the time. Because the sooner you get comfortable with that, the more, the happier you're going to be. And the more care, you know, the more relaxed you can be about your decisions. And ultimately, you'll be open to opportunities that I think could ultimately make you happy because you're following what you want to do, not what you think you should want to do. Exactly. Hi, Miss Brenda. Thank you for your question. Okay, let's take another question. This one comes from Instagram listener. We'll call her Jenna. Hello, Mandy. I know you're the one managing this account. Okay, you got me. (laughs) I love the podcast. Thank you for creating this space of financial wellness for us. I'm a teacher making $38,500. I have student loans. I have rent to pay, car insurance, daycare and phone and credit cards. After all these bills are paid, I'm looking at next to nothing left. Emergency fund? Ha! I wish. I'm broke, and I don't know what to do next to improve my life for me and my daughter. I listen faithfully, and I hear you guys share amazing tips, practices, and ideas, but I always, I am left feeling hopeless because I don't have that extra income. I live at home, and I pay $200 in rent. I'm doing everything I can to save because I can't afford not to. Can you help this anonymous listener out? Words of advice, encouragement? How do I get out of this cycle? Whew. So um, I'll say this, that um, I, uh, I'll, I'll share. Have you ever had Tila, Tila on here? Have I ever had? Like, you're not on the show, too. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I'm thinking, like, because I felt like I was out once. I'm like, do we ever have Tila on here? I don't think We've so. Had anyway. Tila. Tila talked about stock trading, right? Yes. Yes. So I remember um, when Tila came on and I've just spoken to Tila that she was in a similar position in that she just felt like, you know, that she wasn't making enough, but she was a single mom and she was like, there's just not enough time for me to get a second job, take care of the kids and make, how do I make more? So Tila learned how to trade. It was something she could do from the house. I remember she told me, um, this is just recently, she told me that she spent a year learning how to trade, like using Investopedia, like their free, uh, like she practiced on their free tool. So she didn't trade any real money. And then she made it like almost like a second job for herself, but at home. And it took her two years, but she was able to, um, to replace her income at her corporate job that she hated. And so I just share that because there are opportunities that don't require you to Uber drive or Airbnb or leave the house or whatever, that to unearth those kind of opportunities where how, what can I do that can earn? Because ultimately you're going to have to make more money. I suspect you don't have a um, spend more, spend less problem because typically when people don't have enough money, 
it's they either need to make more or they need to spend less. And at $38,000 a year, you're probably, you probably can't spend less. It's really a make more issue. So that's what I would focus on. What are some creative ways that you can make more? Like I said, for Tila, she learned how to trade. Trading meaning like buying stocks. And she's not a, a day trader. She's not trading every day. Tila said she does about four trades a month. That means when you buy a stock at a certain price and then you sell it at a certain price. Um, so yeah, yes. what does... I will say, and I and I don't want to get stuck on the trading thing because yeah. for her, she's probably like trade what? <laughs> yes, but that's what I'm you saying. Know? Like it's not necessarily that, but meaning that there's something out there like that that you're able to do that doesn't require like, you know that you know. Be, oh, for example, you might I don't know like if someone watches your your children, but when I was a teacher, I made extra money tutoring. Um, and there are definitely online tutoring platforms. I made extra money babysitting. So maybe you can't babysit because you live at home, but there are, like I said, online platforms where you could tutor and teach online um, other kids, other people's kids online. So maybe that's an opportunity you can lean into. I just mentioned Tila because she was creative and thinking of a way that didn't require like her to leave the house in a way that was going to be disruptive to her taking care of her family. So just looking into like a skill set that you already have. And is there a way you can kind of do that skill set digitally? Yeah. Are there any skills that you have that you can leverage to earn money? I mean, there may be something you can do that you may have been doing for free that you could start thinking of a business plan for. I mean, at $38,500 a month, if on that salary with a child, you're having to live at home, I mean, it makes me sad for teachers in general because you'd think a job that important should have a salary where you yeah. can, where you feel like you can live a full life and you want to stay in that career. But if it's, you know, if there's not a way for you to see, like, I mean, I'm assuming you're a new teacher, maybe young, um, you know, is there career advancement at the school? Maybe there are schools that could pay you more or maybe if you got an advanced degree, you could earn more and you decide that that math works out. It's worth it to invest in my education, to get a higher degree so I can potentially earn more. Um, or maybe you just need to pivot, uh, you know, away from that career to something a little bit different, or you can find using some skills that you have a way to bring in additional income. But I would, I would put all your energy into not think, not trying to count those pennies you have left over. Cause yes. that's like you said yourself, it's an exercise in monotony like or not yep. or futility. Yeah. Um, what would matter more to you and for your future is, really starting to think about ways you can build wealth with yes. what you have in front of you. Um, there's just no other way to do it. Like you already are doing the best you can, you know, living at home. You say you have student loans. Um, as a teacher, one thing that you can think about is, you know, teacher loan forgiveness. Are you working in an area where perhaps you could qualify for some sort of um, forgiveness for your, um, the debt you've taken on um, to pursue a career as a teacher? I can, shoot a link to a, a good guide to teacher loan forgiveness. Um, that's one benefit of being a teacher, I guess, mm -hmm. depending on what your, what kind of loans you have. Yeah, I get it. And the reason I shared this question and knowing in advance, there's no easy answer is because this is not the first question that we've gotten from listeners who are in that situation who are like, I just don't know what I'm doing. I'm a single mom. I don't earn enough. All we can say is, you need to take the time to invest in yourself and try to figure out a way to build wealth in whatever yeah. in whatever way you can. No, and I, exactly like taking that 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 extra time and energy to invest in educating yourself because there's so many so many ways that you can make money without 
that don't involve you necessarily having to leave the house. But what are those ways? Like, like look at Sandy. Remember we had Sandy on. Sandy was full-time um, at HR professional and she started selling things on Amazon and she taught herself so well, she made $80,000 one year and she used that to pay off her student loan debt. So, you know, there are opportunities out there. Um, is it a lot of work? Yes. I'm not going to pretend like it's not, but at least it's possible. And that's what you're looking for. As you're looking for those opportunities, protect yourself too. Yes. Because they're, I mean, you're in a vulnerable, vulnerable position and a lot of people who are looking for, you know, ways to build wealth, you can sometimes get sucked into something that's too good to be true. So do your due diligence with any opportunity that comes your way to, you know, make additional funds. Um, but you have to start, you have to start looking. You know what? We haven't had Sandy on the show. Can you believe that? Oh, we haven't had Sandy. Oh, yeah, we Try, need to have Sandy. No, we tried, but Sandy got sick. Um, oh, that's right. That's my resolution is to get her on the show very soon. Side hustle, yeah. Sandy. Yeah. Yeah, you guys would love Sandy. Well, all right. Um, thank you very much for your question. Um, hang in there. Hang in there, but start thinking now of ways you can, you know better than anyone else, you know, what you have to offer and how you can leverage that potentially to increase your wealth. Exactly. All right, guys, again, shoot us your questions at Brand Ambition Podcast on Instagram, or you can send us an email directly at brandambitionpodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time to boost a break for all our family. You're going to boost, you're going to break. What you going to do, Mandy? I'm going to do a break, and I don't want you guys to come for me, but <laughs> I have been feeling this way for quite a while. I love me. Who doesn't love Oprah? No one doesn't love Oprah. Oprah is... Like, come on, she's like our God on earth. But I, I don't like Oprah's favorite things. I'm kind of over it. I feel like mm -hmm. every year I look at her list and I want to like the stuff that she has on it, but I just can't get into it. It's like more pajamas, more really expensive slippers. Like I, I, I checked out her favorite things this year thinking I would find, I don't know. It also just like the word things. It's like, come on, just got to buy a bunch of stuff. And all this stuff on her list, just none of it really appealed to me. And I feel like she's lost her favorite things touch. The one thing I think I would like from her list is Michelle Obama's. Um, Michelle Obama did like a guided journal that goes along with her book from last year called Becoming, um, which Oprah added to her list. And that's like the one thing. I just figured Oprah would have some good gift ideas that wouldn't make me feel like I was just buying stuff. Stuff, yeah. People were going to just like, you know, throw into a closet. And I wanted a cheat sheet this year. You know, I don't have time to, you know, think about gifts and stuff. I thought she would come through for me, but. Um, but I could see that, though. It is very consumer-driven-esque. Consumer so it's like, okay. Does she really wear Lady Gaga's makeup? I don't know. No. It doesn't seem like, doesn't seem authentical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being serious. If I'm being honest. Well, I am going to boost, I'm going to boost all of those people who make um, Thanksgiving dinners for other people. Thank you, Vonda, because a sister like me don't really cook like that. Um, and so last year, I, I think I, I ordered one year from this place called Just Fish. They don't do Just Fish, obviously. Um, they do Thanksgiving dinners and it was amazing. And then last year I did Vonda's. I'm doing Vonda's again this year um, because everybody doesn't cook. 
And what I love is that actually it's pretty economical. Like once you get the turkey and usually like four major sides. So we're having Thanksgiving for the first time at um, our house this year because we didn't live here last year. Or we were, but it wasn't complete. So I'm excited about that. And I just want to um, boost the fact that like, you know, I know most people have that stress about like, oh, what am I going to make? I'm like, mm, what am I going to order? So, um, yeah, that's what I'm boosting. I'm boosting people who make Thanksgiving dinners for other people like me who are not the best. I'm not a terrible cook, but I'm not like a cook cook. And I really don't want to practice on Thanksgiving. I mean, I'm thankful that you know your lane. Yeah. Because those I of do. us who come to your house for, you know, those of your family who go, I wasn't invaded, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> who come over, you don't want mediocre food. No. Like, come on. Just, you know, if you, if you can't cook, just acknowledge it. Don't try. Don't try. Know your exactly. lane. Exactly. Yeah. I love it. We are, I don't have any plans. I love to cook a big Thanksgiving dinner, but I, 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 I'm, I'm tempted. I was tempted to try. I kept talking myself out of it, but I'm not going to make a big plan to cook. We're going to go to a um, family's house and, and not bring anything. <laughs> I might be in labor. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> maybe my water will break in the middle of dinner. It'll be all dramatic. <laughs> they could tell your child, your son, you were born on Thanksgiving and you were the best thing I was thankful for. Oh, that would be nice. We'll see. Right, I want. I like, would like one last nice meal. You know, <laughs> that would be that would be great. Well, I can't believe Thanksgiving is coming up. Oh my god, that's awesome! Though you're gonna have your first Thanksgiving in the new house. I know with both sides of the family. I'm not as nervous as I was about like our sides of the families combined because they came together for for the my birthday party, and I was like, okay, it wasn't it wasn't all of his family but it was enough so i'm like okay this was cute nothing crazy so we should be good wait how long have y'all been together uh a long time (laughs) but it's been like sporadic like for example like of course like my sisters come over all the time and his siblings come over but like you know like the older sides of our family that's the part where it's like okay gotcha well good luck to anyone having debates about politics at thanksgiving yeah i don't think that's gonna happen hopefully but so (laughs) I'm just, I'm looking at her list again. $35 hot sauce. Come on, Oprah. Mm-mm. Get out of here. Frank's is $5 max. Ay, ay, ay. Well, happy pre-holiday season. Oh, we are putting the lights up this weekend just to Aww. get that out of the way. That's mm-hmm. on my, t- it's on my to-do list. I'm just going to, you know, my to-do list is just long as hell. I'm just going to keep ticking it off until this baby comes, I guess. Get my life yeah. in, get my life in order. I'm very excited though to get the lights up because last year we didn't get a chance to do anything Christmassy really. Didn't have a tree, didn't have lights outside because the house wasn't done yet. So trying yeah, to get I definitely that in. I definitely want to do a little Christmassy this year because I'm like I feel like we have such a great Christmas because we've got a we've got a fireplace and this nice like a staircase where you like yeah I feel like we've got a really great Christmas Christmassy looking house. So. A staircase. Oh, you got to do a family portrait. Got to get that garland going. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, I can't wait. <laughs> well, tell us how you guys are celebrating the holidays this year. Maybe you're not celebrating. Maybe you're not doing the holidays this year. That's fine too. Shoot us a note. Tweet us. We don't even share our Twitter anymore. We're on Twitter. And yeah, we are on Twitter <laughs> at the BA Podcast. Hit us up on on the Instagram again at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Yeah. Want to hear your holiday stories? Oh, did I tell you before we leave out? Did I tell you that we have um? You know, I call uh, uh um, my husband Superman. I call um. Uh, Alyssa, my stepdaughter, um, Supergirl, and I call her mom, who's awesome, Shantae, Supermom. So we're, we every 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 other Wednesday now we have our super family dinner. Oh, that's and, 
Mm-hmm. Because that was like one of my things that I was like, you know, like turning 40 had me reflective. And I was like, what is, what are some of the relationships I want to strengthen even further? And I was like, you know, that relationship between all of us, because we are one big family, you know, we get our, our Jada Pinkett, uh, Will Smith on, you know? <laughs> Oh, and Supergirl's so, so lucky. <laughs> so it's like, it's been really, it was really nice. The first one was two Wednesdays ago and it was really nice. I cooked. Yes, I do cook. Not often, but I do. I cooked. The food was good, supposedly. Um, and, um, but it was nice because we just sat and laughed and talked, you know? And so um, it's, we're having, having it again this time. Superman's cooking. The next time it'll be Supermom. And then we'll see if we let a uh, Supergirl cook. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been going good. It's just, she's 13 now. And I just want to like for it to be, as she like to reiterate to her that like we are all one family that there's this that I mean there's never really been any division that's been what's so awesome because her mom is awesome but still it's important especially at the age she's in now to see like mature relationships in action you know oh uh, yeah I, I as a child of divorce that was not my experience so I'm all about that it can only mean and it's good for her too because she's a teenager now she doesn't have time to go to house to house exactly she's gonna start cutting y'all you know, exactly. <laughs> cut her out of your schedule. So you're making it more efficient for her in her teenage years. Yes, exactly. Love it. All right. Well, until next week, BA fam, we bid you adieu. Adieu. Bye, Mandra. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.